Amen. Now, I kept seeing Sister Camarina as we were coming in, and uh, she's kind of got her hands underneath the basketball there. <laughs> my prayer is, don't let that basketball drop during the preaching this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you. That's what we used to do, Elder, in Orange County and having churches. We'd have we'd have revivals and we'd have uh, Sunday school contests and we'd have pack a pew and we'd have this and that, the special speakers and everything. And then we'd go ahead and tell the married families, go ahead and have more kids. <laughs> pack the pews. <laughs> One way or another, we're going to grow. Hallelujah. But God is blessing you from every direction. I can see that. And so we're just encouraged to be with you. Um, 2 Samuel chapter 23, and let's see the uh, 20th verse. Verse number 20. And Benaniah, the son of Jehoiada, the son of a valiant man of Cabezel, who had done many, mighty acts, he slew two lion-like men of Moab, and he went down also and slew a lion in the midst of a pit in the time of snow. He slew an Egyptian and a goodly man, an Egyptian had a spear in his hand, but he went down to him with a staff and plucked the spear out of his, uh, the Egyptian's hand and slew him with his own spear. But where it is recounted here that, that Benaniah went down also and slew a lion in the midst of a pit in a time of snow, and one translation renders that he killed the lion in the pit on a snowy day, I want to preach just for a while this morning about killing the lion on a snowy day. Killing the lion on a snowy day. And could we go to the Lord in prayer one more time? Lord, we love you today. And we thank you, God, for your awesome goodness, your loving kindness. We thank you for your presence that's prevailing in this house. We thank you for the children of God, the family of God, that you are enriching and building their hearts and their faith. They are being used, God, in your kingdom wonderfully. Thank you for the man of God that you raised up to come here in the first place. Now, his son, we thank God, hallelujah, for the will of God, the blessing of God, and the kiss of God's presence in this house of the Lord, in this church. We pray today you anoint the lips of clay and anoint our ears and our hearts to hear everything that the Spirit of God would have us to hear today. Amen. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. Praise God. We've uh, read to you, and I don't mind reading again, Benaniah, he done many acts, and he slew two lion-like men of Moab. He went down also and slew a lion in the midst of a pit in the time of snow. Where we are at in the timeline of life, and of David's life, at the beginning of the chapter, the 23rd, it says that... Uh, these be the last words of David. And David, the son of Jesse, said. He goes on, the next seven verses, he extols and glorifies God for God's answering of prayer and his deliverance and giving David a protection and blessing and selecting and calling David to be the shepherd over his people Israel. So he blesses the Lord, amen, and gives God praise in his last breaths there. But then it comes into verse number eight. These be the names of the mighty men whom David had. Amen. The recollection of David's mighty warriors, of his men, amen, was on David's mind and on his thinking, amen, in his last few days, few weeks of life here. He's thinking about them. 
And these men became great men. They became mighty men because they had David, amen, as their leader, as their ensample. Praise the Lord, everybody. David was a great warrior. He was no slouch at a warrior. David is the one who was already a handsome young lad of 17 or 18 years old, went out single-handedly while the rest of the armies were hiding behind even rock walls and, and, and trees of the forest. He went out against Goliath. Amen. A behemoth, amen, probably 10 feet tall. Come on, everybody. And there's this little ruddy shepherd boy coming out with a, a little pouch that's got five smooth stones from the brook. And uh, he said, hey, you come, amen, with, with your sword, your shield, your armor bearer, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of the host of Israel, the God that you have defied. And he told him, hey, I'm going to take you down. Amen. He slung that stone. God gave it, amen, perfect accuracy. Amen. It hit the temple of amen, Goliath's head. He tumbled over. David ran over to him and drew the massive sword out of Goliath's sheath and sliced off his head and held up that massive head as a war trophy. And at both sides, amen, in the valley, amen, of battle there could see the victory that was won. That's just the beginning of the triumph and the might, amen, that God gave to David's arms. He said, you taught me to war. Praise the Lord. And David won victory after victory after victory. He was a great warrior. Well, his men, amen, took on the character, took on the fearlessness, the bravery, took on the faith, come on, took on the cause of God, the Lord God of Israel, amen, that they were fighting for, and they became great, amen, as they were doing God's work. Let me read just a little bit about them. Amen. These are the names of the mighty men that David had. And he talked about Adino, the Esnite. He lifted up his spear against 800 whom he slew at one time. What a feat of arms. One man, amen, to take down 800 Philistine warriors, amen, single-handedly. I mean, that is unbelievable. That is just about got to be paramount accomplishment in the annals of warfare for one man to take down 800 armed warriors by himself. Hello, everybody. He was a mighty man, but he became a mighty man because of David's faith and David's prayer. And David's example, come on everybody, yeah. and David's yeah. rallying and encouraging, praise the Lord, those men to do and be valiant for their God. 800 men at one time. Now I can understand why Adino, amen, in his name and his feet of arms is written and listed, amen, in, in David's uh, recital and remembering, amen, of what these mighty men had done. Amen. Then there was a man by the name of Eliezer. And he was the son of Dodo. It doesn't matter whose kid you are, you can be great. <laughs> if you just, praise the Lord, that was free. <laughs> and the Bible says that he rose and smote the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand clave unto the sword. Somehow his literally flesh and blood hand almost just became glued, amen, to that sword there in the ferocity and the intensity, amen, of fighting against the Philistine enemies of Israel. Praise the Lord. And the Lord wrought a great victory that day and the people returned after him only to the spoil. Amen. It was his place and position of valor, amen, to turn the tide of combat that everybody just came after him, amen, and picked up the spoil, come on, of the fleeing and of the dead uh, enemies. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Then there was a man, verse 11, Shammah, 
Amen. And there was a piece of ground that was full of lentils. Amen. And I, I, I like lentil soup. I like split pea soup. I like, let's not talk about it anymore. Uh, but there was a field of lentils, which was a valued uh, crop. And he stood in the midst of that ground of lentils and defended it and slew the Philistines and the Lord wrought a great victory that day. In other words, this is our land. This is our farm. This is our crops. We are not going to leave. We are not going to be decimated by the enemy. We're not going to be routed. We're not going to be run off. Amen. I'm going to fight for my land, for my king, and for my country. Come on, everybody. Stood here right in the middle of this field. Praise the Lord. And God gave the victory. Praise the Lord, everybody. Verse 18, another mighty man of David, Abishai, and who was also the brother of Joab, and it says that he lifted up his spear against 300 and slew them, amen, and he had the name among the three. Here was a man, amen, that by himself, amen, single-handedly, amen, took down 300 opposing warriors. Again, what a feat of arms, what courage, amen, what ability, what a move of the Spirit. And it had to be that the Spirit of God moved upon David's mighty man. Amen. He had to give them an unbelievable dexterity and a jump and a, and a move and a sway. Amen. As the spears and swords came at them. Amen. From every direction. Amen. They were under the power of God. Hello, everybody. Just like Samson was. Amen. When the Spirit of God moved it mightily in the camp of Dan. Praise God. So these were feats that were accomplished through faith. Amen. Through being on God's side, for being one with God and His cause. Amen. For the children of Israel back in that era of time. Praise the Lord. And I can understand why all these men are written about and heralded. Amen. And proclaimed for what they did and their victories that they won. I admire that and I salute them. But here we see Benaniah. And Benaniah was a valiant man, one of the mighty men of David. Amen. And David is thinking about on his deathbed. And it said that he had done many mighty acts. And he slew two lion-like men, which means men of great violence. They're extremely violent characters. It doesn't mean that they had beards that came down here and afros that went right up here and looked like a lion head. They uh, were very ferocious, lion-like men. And he took care of them. Right. Amen. But it says this. And this, to me, amen, seems out of place, out of context with the rest of the list, amen, of the things that David's warriors his mighty men had done. It said that Benaniah went down also and slew a lion in the midst of the pit on a snowy day. Well, why are you telling us about that? That's one incident. That's not even other men. That's a creature. That's a beast, a lion. And uh, why does this come up? Why is this on David's heart and on his thoughts, amen, as he's giving God praise and recounting, amen, the men that he raised up? Praise God in the kingdom. He went down also and slew a lion in the midst of a pit on a snowy day. I don't know how much that we know now, 3,000 years later than these events that's written about in the Bible, David's time. Amen. About what Palestine or Israel was like. But I'm telling you, back in ancient times, it was really like an extension of Africa. 
Amen. The, all the beasts of the field, and the, there's a lot of lions throughout the land of Israel. There was more foliage and more trees and more water probably then. Amen. But I'm telling you, there was a plenty of lions there. Your Bible is full of a repertoire of incidences, amen, where lions came against people. Hello, everybody. Time after time after time. Just telling you, it was a lion, amen, infested area 3,000 years ago. It's not that today, but it was then. Yeah. And I don't know how much we know, amen, about the weather patterns all over there, but I'm telling you, amen, snow is not only possible, it is probable in Israel. Praise the Lord. Just stay with me. We're trying to go somewhere. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. But it says that Benaniah, he went down into the midst of the pit on a snowy day and slew this lion. When, when men of the ancient times, amen, would hunt, they would hunt, of course, with spear and bone arrow and all that. But another form of their hunting, especially if they were going to protect their herds of sheep or of goats, amen, or even cattle, was that they would dig deep pits to trap animals that they couldn't constantly be on the lookout for, other duties and responsibilities called uh, them otherwhere, so they would they would dig these deep pits, and maybe they'd catch a gazelle or another animal that would be good for the family fire, amen, and feasting, amen. But sometimes, amen, there was an animal that was a deadly animal. It was a deadly animal, and a lion certainly has the capacity to be a deadly animal. Right. Amen. They're somewhere between 400 and 800 pounds. They are all muscle. They are all power. They tell me that a lion, amen, from a crouched standstill position, amen, can leap 25 feet, amen, onto its unwary prey, amen, just in one moment of time. They are lethal killing machines. They've got, amen, unbelievable teeth like railroad spikes, Come on, everybody. They've, they've got massive front paws, amen, that can rip and shred like you wouldn't believe. Amen. They are unbelievable. And I don't know, amen, why that Benaniah, amen, in my initial imaginings, would, would come down and go into that pit. When they dug a pit, that pit, if they had a problem with a certain lion dragging sheep, amen, out of the, the pasturage, then they had to dig that pit deep. Amen. If it could leap 25 feet, it had to be a very deep pit. And uh, then they put, of course, the branches and the foliage on top of that. So it would be unsuspecting. Then he put a pile of meat or something in the middle of it so it would go over, smell it, and then fall in. And, and they'd have it trapped. And so I suppose that this was, this was something that had been done by the villagers. Just to give us modern folks an idea of what ravages a wild beast like a lion or a tiger can do. Back in the 1800s, there was a tiger in, in India, amen, in India that was British ruled at that time, amen, and one particular day, this tiger got a hold of a little child that was coming down, amen, to one of the creek or riversides there, amen, and it got somehow the love and desire for the taste of human blood. And so it became a man killer. It only yeah. began to seek, amen, human beings, amen. Ladies were taken down, children, teenagers, even men were taken down. Because you're talking about a lethal beast. You're talking about something, amen, that could weigh three to 600 pounds, amen, and be full, amen, of power, amen, and a death machine in its mouth and in its paws. Amen. Over and over again. The deaths had mounted up for this one man killer to over 400 people killed. 
became such a paramount terror in the district, amen, that Britain had to send a trainload, amen, of soldiers into those regions there. And they went on an all-out dispatch, amen, to find and take down this man-killer that was terrorizing, amen, a widespread of districts, amen, in India that they were ruling at that time. Hello, everybody. And thank God they, they finally got it. I'm just letting you know that that kind of wasn't an isolated incident. Amen. That there was times back in the Old Testament period of time. Amen. When a lion, amen, went rogue and amen, when it began to seek human flesh or when it, amen, became so predatory, amen, that it just had an unbelievable appetite. Maybe it had a large pride. I don't know what it was. But uh, it, it took down an enormous amount, amen, of animals from the flock. And so they had to set these pits and trap them. Amen. And so the pit was dug, amen, to catch perhaps a lion. And Benaniah was walking along one day, I don't know to where, but on some mission, and he hears, amen, the disgruntled and the terrifying roar, amen, off muffled in a distance somewhere. He begins to try to discern where it's coming from and begins to make his way over, amen, to the area where he thought he heard it. Amen. And there he sees, amen, branches on the ground and sticks broken. He sees, amen, marks on the ground of massive paws. Amen. He hears the roar again and goes over. And there in the bottom of that pit, amen, is a huge, huge lion. But the problem is, amen, it was a wintry day. It was a snowy day. It was a day, amen, when the thick, fat snowflakes, come on, everybody, amen, was coming down, amen, in, in a blizzard-like of conditions, amen, and the snow was bounding up, and he peeked over the edge, and that lion looked up at him and perhaps gave a threatening roar there, and Ben and I could look over the lips of that animal pit there, and he could see, amen, the deep claw marks, amen, they were only maybe two or three feet away from, amen, attaining the very edge, amen, and, and top of that where it could scramble up with its hind legs and four legs and, and somehow get out. It was close to getting out. And he saw the snow coming down. And, and you see, if you know anything about snow, snow just doesn't fall vertical. It doesn't just even fall straight on the ground. But there's this thing called wind, amen, that toys with snow, that blows snow, that makes snow, amen, more treacherous sometimes. And snow, amen, blown by wind, amen, usually forms in drifts. And when it forms in drifts, amen, that means that that snow drift is way higher than the the rest of the snow that's around it there because it's being piled by the wind, amen, at an angle at one place so it's coming up. So down there in that pit, amen, the snow, amen, was building and the snow was angling up, amen, and Benaniah saw that, that beast there prancing up and down in that pit looking for a way to get out. And maybe, I don't know, maybe Benaniah had heard that there was a lion in the region, amen, that had killed some people, amen, or taken off a lot of the flock. Hello, everybody. Come on, everybody. And he, look, he looks down there and sees that, and he sees the snow coming down. He looks at the heavens and sees the snow. It's coming down fast and hard and unrelenting. Hello, everybody. And he sees that snow, amen, drifted up on one side of the pit down there. Amen. And he sees that things as those massive paws begin to pad down. Amen. That snow is going back and forth. And now, amen, it's almost like a platform is getting built on one edge of the pit there. Amen. And he tries again to get out. And this time, maybe he's only a foot away, amen, from the lip of that thing. And Ben and I, amen, went down in that pit and took care of a problem before it got loose again. Hallelujah, everybody. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
You know the beauty of what Ben and I have did and why it's recounted in the Word of God to us 3,000 years later? Amen. About how that he went down into a pit and slew a lion on a snowy day? Amen. Why, that, that, why does that reverberate to us? Why does that mean anything to us? Amen. Because God was delighted with that act. Amen. He said, here's a man, amen, that I can use. And he became the, uh, the personal protector and bodyguard of Solomon, David's son, after him because he had a watchful eye. He had, he had something about him. Amen. He was able, amen, to see danger. And discern, amen, a clear and a present danger, amen, that was on the near horizon. Thank God. I thank God for the pastors of the churches of the living God. I thank God for a man who's a watchman. I said a watchman on the wall. Come on in tonight. Hallelujah. So that we can see things by the Spirit. A seer, amen, is one who sees, amen, long and far and farther distances. don't warn my people about what you see. Amen. Their blood I'm going to require of your hand. Hello. I thank God for my shepherd. I thank God for the pastors. I thank God for the seers. Come on everybody. Those in prophetic office. Those in pastoral office. Praise the Lord. They can see down the road or see amen. Something. Something building. Something mounding up. Amen. That's seeking and wanting, amen, to take us down. We all have an adversary. And the Peter said, be careful, brethren. Be dope, be sober, be diligent. Because your adversary, like a roaring lion, seeks whom he may devour. Amen, honey. We got a lion. Amen. The lion of hell is called the devil, called Lucifer. Come on. Amen. And he's seeking whom he may devour. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. And we have somehow, amen, got to be praying and in tune and not ignorant of his devices. Hello, everybody. And somehow we got to have a humble spirit and a praying spirit that when the man of God preaches to us and when he teaches to us out of the word of God, Come on, and when the word of God is going forth, we say, Lord, feed me. Lord, teach me. we got to have the spirit of David. Lord, search me. Search my heart and see if there's any wicked way. Come on, in me. If there's any, amen, downfall. Come on, everybody. Amen, in my areas to remain around me. We're praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The beautiful thing. The wise thing, the glorious thing about Ben and I and what he did killing the lion in the time of snow. Amen. Is that when he saw a danger, when he saw a threat, when he saw a possibility, a real possibility of escape of this deadly beast, when he saw it, and while he was strong, amen, he went down there and took care of it and slew it in his strength and in his vision and what he was seeing, praise the Lord. We need to have good church. Amen. We need to have good church all the time. Amen. We need to have praiseful and prayerful amen, and worshipful church. We need good church. What God wants to do through church, through our worship, through our praise, through the 
the word of God being ministered. Come on, everybody. Hallelujah. Just show us. Come on. Show us. Show us things. Come on, everybody. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And while we are strong, I said, while we are strong, while we're full of worship, while we're full of spirit, while we're full of the blessing of the Lord, while we're strong, amen, we can take care, amen, and slay those things, and slay those problems, and slay those ugly headed beasts in our life, amen. While we have revelation, while we can see it clearly, while we understand, amen, what's at stake, while we can see, amen, what might happen. A lot of us, amen, the way that it already happens. Lord, we have to pick up the pieces. Lord, the pastor has to help us pick up the pieces. Bless his name. Bless the Lord. Amen. Oh, let's worship the Lord here for just a little bit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God loves you, friend. God loves you, saints of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Throughout the Bible, amen. It's full, amen, of God saying, and I rose up early sending prophets, sending early, and I warned them, and I told them, but they heard me not, amen, I'm telling you, amen, there's too many people in the days that we're living in that are wasting church, they are wasting powerful services, they are wasting Bible lessons, they are wasting Bible instruction, they are wasting, amen, the preaching of the word of God. Amen. Because they're not doing anything about what God shows them in His presence and in the Word. You cut that off. You take care of that. That's going to be something that could pull you down later. Come on, everybody. He saw that lion. Amen. He saw the snow. Amen. We need Christians as it's end time to realize we're in a snowy day. We're in an end time hour. We're living in an hour, amen, that darkness is coming. It's going to be so thick that Jesus said that no man is going to be able to work. Amen. In that end time hour as Antichrist, amen, begins to arrive and flourish. It's a dark hour. It's an hour, amen, of deceit and delusion. And we are living in that hour. And it's on the very birds and on the precipice. I tell you, it's a storm outside. It's cold outside. It's windy outside. In the spiritual climate of the Amen. Where we're living and where we're walking, praise God. And we can come to the house of God. And when you can come to the house of God and feel the presence of the Lord. And feel the strength of the Lord. I want to take care of that problem while I'm strong. Saints, we all have problems. That's right. We all have besetting sins. That's right. I don't mean to come on like some Superman. I'm anything but a Superman. I mean, I'm telling you, for the goodness of God, I don't know where I'd be, but I sure wouldn't be here. Amen. But we kind of take a look at things, and our tactical mindset of it is that, well, I've got it trapped, I've got it overcome. I've got it in a pit of containment. I've got it contained. I've got it put away. Yeah, but it's not dead yet. It's not cut off yet. Amen. You're dealing with it. It's not yet finalized. 
is still alive and it could still roar, lift up its head. Amen. At a time of weakness. Come on, everybody. I said at a time of weakness and we all get tired and we all get weak and sometimes we all get overwhelmed. Praise the Lord, everybody. But thank God. I thank God for a day. Amen. And a preacher talked to me. Amen. And God moved through him and the word of God and began to deal with me. Amen. About some things. Praise the Lord. I thank God for an altar of repentance. I thank God for an altar of prayer. I thank God for an altar of consecration. I thank God. in the storm. Amen. Until, amen, he began to recollect, well, why in the world did I ever think about it? Amen. Doing that. It's down there. It's down there. Amen. Oh, my. Hallelujah. I want us to raise our hands to the Lord. Could we right now? Amen. God loves you today. He cares about you and I today. You good parents out there, I'm telling you, amen, when the little kids start learning to walk and they're one and a half or two or three years old and if you've got a big front yard that leads out to a busy highway or thoroughfare or somewhere in front of your house amen you see that toddler amen beginning from your front porch amen to make its way amen running through the daisies and dandelions through the grass amen up towards the freeway I'm telling you it ought to be something that comes in every true hearted parent every one that loves the child, yes. come on, yes. love the child. The Bible says, rebuke a wise man and he will love you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank God. Bible, you're reaching for me. You care for me. Everybody, every one of us has to have correction. Every one of us has to be dealt with. Every one of us has to be forewarned. Come on, everybody. Every one of us, praise the Lord. Amen. Jesus died. Amen. On Calvary. Hallelujah. And his hands were stretched out. It was like, even on the hillside there, he was a massive stop sign. A stop sign. All generations of mankind. Hey, there's a hell ahead. Come on. Come on. Amen. Amen. So that normal parent, amen, will grow alarmed. They'll stand and they'll look and they'll begin to run. Half of them swing them up scoldingly into their arms, amen, because they care about the child. So I'll tell you what, amen, in the churches of the living God, when God lays a rebuke on the pastor, you better receive it with love, you better receive it with the right spirit, you better receive it from somebody that cares about you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. chapter talking about Samson and Samson had a great faith and Samson did walk with God he had great faith he judged Israel for 20 years amen it says in verse 4 of the 16th chapter came to pass afterwards 
that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek whose name was Delilah. Samson had one weak threshold, amen, in his life, and that was with the Philistine woman. Hello. And the lords of the Philistines came up to her and said, entice him. See where his great strength lies. They, they, Samson didn't have muscles, amen, that was bulging all around his arms and his neck and his, you know, he had a feline there, kind of like me, right? No. <laughs> Hallelujah. You pray for me that I can go on a diet. I'm kidding about it, but I need to go on a diet. I understand. I'm repenting right now. Oh, God. But they couldn't tell where Samson would get his strength. He, 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 he didn't look like a Hercules. Or, come on, he's just a normal-looking guy that the Spirit of God would move on him, and it, the outcome would be in great miraculous speeds of strength. Yes. Amen. Find out where his power is. Yeah. Amen. And we'll give you 1,100 pieces of silver each. And so Elias says, Samson, tell me where your great strength lies, where your might, and where, where you might be bound to afflict thee. Tell us how to capture you. Tell us how to subdue you. Samson, amen, your ears ought to have perked up. Your spiritual ears ought to have perked up at that time. Amen. There, there's, there's something out there crying in the wind. There's something out there low and grumbling in the wind. There's a lion out there. There's a trap, amen, that's being set up. Come on, everybody. Amen. Right before your eyes. Samson said, if they bind me with seven green widths that were never dried, then shall I be weak as other men. He gave in, amen, to at least throw out a little bit there because he didn't want to lose the relationship with Delilah. And so there were men lying in wait and abiding in, his ch in the chamber there. And, and she said, Philistines, be upon you, Samson. He break the widths like a thread is, of tow is broken when it touches fire. And his strength was not known. Delilah said, Samson, behold, you've mocked me and told lies. Tell me, where does your strength lie? And he says, if they bind me fast with new ropes that have never been occupied, then I should be weak as another man. And Delilah therefore took new ropes and bound him therewith. And the Philistines be upon thee, Samson, the Philippines be upon Samson, don't you realize? Don't you realize the trap is, amen, being laid all around you? Don't you realize? Don't you realize? And every time that she said, Samson, the Philistines be upon thee, the Bible says that he arose and shook himself, amen, and the Spirit of God was still with him. I want you to know, though, that there's going to be a point in time. There's going to be a juncture in the journey, amen, for us. Praise the Lord. Where when we keep toying and keep playing, come on everybody, and keeping this thing contained and contained and contained and, and come on from a distance. Yeah, that's right. Come on, talk about it. Oh, yeah. There's something different going to happen. And ain't going to be some sweet place for us at the altar that quick. Amen. The Bible talks about Esau seeking with tears. Amen. A place of repentance and not finding it. Amen. Yeah. So we need to take heed. Praise the Lord. He goes on again, tells her a little, a little bit more. He said, if you weave seven locks of my head. Now he's getting down to his hair, and that was the contact point. The Nazarite vow, uncut hair, don't touch a dead body. Amen. Nothing to do with grapes. And she fastened it with a joint and said, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. And he was asleep each time I hear, and he went up, and, and how, how can you say that you love me, and your heart's not with me, and you're not telling me, amen, and the Bible says she pressed 
him daily. I, I may be talking to somebody that's having a struggle in the Holy Ghost right now. Where there is a daily pressure. A daily pressure. Amen. From the enemy, that lion against your soul that wants to take you down. Come on, everybody. Come on. Come on. Amen. Come on. Come on. Amen. Finally, it says in verse 17, he told her all of his heart in this fourth time. He said, there's not a razor come upon my head. I've been a Nazarite unto God in my mother's womb. If I be shaman, my strength will go from me, and I shall become weak like any other man. When Delilah saw that she told him, he told her all his heart, she called in the Philistine lords and their men. He showed me all his heart. She made him sleep a deep sleep upon her knees. She called for a man. He came and shaved off the seven locks of his head. She began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. On that fourth time, amen, the gracious, merciful virtue from heaven. Yeah. Amen. The strength that marked the miraculous judgeship. Amen. Of Samson. Hello, everybody. Amen. There was a time when a lion came against Samson. Come on, everybody. It roared against him and he took its jaws and rent it apart. Amen. When the strength of God's anointing was upon him, he took care of it. I said, He took care of it. He took care of it. Losing out with God. Come on. Nothing is worse. Amen. Throwing in the towel. Come on. Nothing is worse. Amen. Walking away to never return. Amen. Grinding, amen. Amen. Then the mill down in there, the corn and wheat, so forth. Amen. God, give me, give me the strength that when I'm strong, when the word is declared, when the righteousness of God and his truth are taught, when the word, amen, comes my way, amen, I will latch on to it. Amen. And I'll kill that lion in a pit of my life. Could you stand with me this morning? You've been so kind. Praise the Lord. The Bible says if we live after the flesh, we shall die. But if we through the Spirit do mortify, kill, mortify the deeds of the body, we shall live. The Bible said make no provision for the flesh to fulfill it in the lust thereof. In other words, amen, if someone's got a problem with cigarettes, amen, don't, don't rent an apartment right next to a cigarette shop. Hello. If you got a problem with drinking, amen, don't choose as a place to pass out tracks, amen, in the front of a liquor store. Don't presume on your strength. The Bible says, amen, when we think we're strong, sometimes we are weak. Come on. God, help me. Help us all. Help us all. You know why God is speaking this way today in the word of the Lord? I'm telling you, because he loves you. He loves me. He cares about you. He doesn't want to see that lion pounce on you. And he doesn't want to see that lion pounce on me. He doesn't want to see us brought down. He doesn't want to see us destroyed. Praise God. 
villagers could rest safely around that place. And the shepherds, amen, could rest safely around that place because, amen, the problem was gone away. Could we raise our hands to the Lord and just love Him tonight? We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. The Bible said, provoke one another to good works. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Paul wrote to the Hebrew Christians. He said, amen, to have love and respect. Amen. For those over you in the Lord. For they watch for your soul. Now, I want to open up this front right now. And I'm just going to ask everybody, amen, to come. And I want us to stand before the Lord. Because I hear I am, God. You know my heart. You know my life. Would you give me vision? Would you give me strength? Would you give me, amen, the ability through your life and through your spirit, amen, to see the lion, amen, that's in that pit. By my life that one day wants to leave that give me. I'm gonna by faith I'm gonna take care of it. By faith, I'm gonna I see it now and I'm gonna I'm gonna do something about it, Lord. I, I see it now, I'm gonna take care of it, God. Praise the Lord. I ain't gonna wait, waste this church service, God. I ain't gonna waste the prayer time. I ain't gonna waste Amen the preaching of the word of God. And then I'm gonna be a doer of the word and not just a hearer only, God. I'm gonna do it in Jesus' name. Brothers, I want you in the name of Jesus. Just lay a hand upon the shoulder of a couple behind you. We're going to pray for one another. Sisters, would you lay a tender hand on the shoulder of a sister behind you? And you don't know what your brother might be going through. And you don't know what your sister might be going through. And you don't know what they're facing. Come on, everybody. Come on, let's pray one for another.